the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful and happy to be with you today. Today is a new day, isn't it? And uh, the sun comes up new every morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your protection, your provision, and your promises. Listen, I've been going through a lot. I'm sure you have, too. And, uh, you know, have you ever just felt like you were so out of your element that you weren't sure what to do? Well, that's where I've been for the last oh, I don't know, three weeks, maybe a month, I have been trading down, uh, along with just your regular life and everything that goes on with regular life, being in the positions we're in from motherhood, sisterhood, uh, friendhood, uh, ministry, you know, wherever we're at, uh, those things continue. But then there's this new element that comes on board and you're going, oh boy, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I didn't even like hearing me say that. Have you ever said that? I don't know what I'm doing. I I like to know what I'm doing. How about you? Do you like to know what you're doing? But sometimes we get in a position where we have to step out of the comfort zone and we have to be challenged uh, and rise to the occasion. And what I've realized during this time is that everything that has led up to this moment has been, for me, in preparation. And maybe that's encouraging to you too, because we go through things and we're saying, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I have no idea. And I, I just don't understand. And yes, sometimes, you know, uh, my mother-in-law said, you know, it's not for us to understand. And maybe someday when we get to heaven, we could ask God. And, you know, my thought is, it's probably not going to be that important when I get there. Really, it's not going to be that important. But right now it is important. And right now I'm going, oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing. So me being a person that really takes words seriously, you know, the, the tongue is a two-edged sword. And what, what comes out of our mouth can determine our belief system, other people's belief systems, our hope in our future is based on our trust, our belief systems. And so what we speak out of our mouths can really determine the path in which we're going to go. And I know this. I know this because I know what was spoken over my my life when I was growing up. And uh, people close to me that I depended and trusted on would tell me ill truths about who I was. They would give me a vision or a picture of who I was that wasn't accurate according to God's story, according to God's um, will and his purpose for my life. And I'm telling you that because maybe that's true of you too. Maybe there's been people that have spoken uh, to you, around you, that have given you a, a bad or an incorrect picture or vision of who you are. And I think it's really important that we all take account of who we are. And sometimes if that's the only information we've been given, then we think that's the truth. That's who we are. But guess what? It doesn't have to be who we are. And maybe it's not the truth. 
maybe someone speaking untruths about you or to you. So it's important that we take uh, inventory and say, from this day forward, this happened to me a long, long time ago, and it's really helped me in my, in my life. If you're just tuning in right now, I just want to say welcome. Welcome to the Sue Free Show. And thank you for joining in on this life lesson uh, show because I, I, I pretty much express kind of what I'm going through and lessons I'm learning because I have been told and I've personally experienced that when people tell their stories, sometimes it can really, there's just one little thing in, in that story that can be such an encouragement. Faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. And sometimes one word or one sentence can change the life of a person or their thinking, which changes their life. And not only does it change that person's life, but there's a ripple effect because we affect other people, don't we? So we want to make sure that our words are speaking truth. So I heard myself repeatedly say, I don't know, or I don't know what I'm doing. I just don't know what I'm doing. Now, there's some truth to that. The truth is, I was in a, in a situation where I really didn't know what I was doing. And my banker and people that I, that I surround myself with said, Sue, trust your gut. You've had good instincts. Trust your gut on the situation. And also, pray about it. Of course, and, and not in that order. You know, pray about it and trust your gut. Now, maybe you need to hear that. Maybe you need to trust your gut. Maybe you're going through a tough decision right now. Maybe it's something you haven't, it's not a place you've been before. It's some place that you might need to go. And you need to trust your gut, but you need to pray. Okay, so there's the message on that. So during this time, I am not sleeping. I'm waking up in cold sweats. I'm worried because there's a, it's a big decision for me. And this has to do with a 1031 exchange, and it has to do with tax ramifications. Uh, when you are given a gift or, or a financial situation where I happen to have a property that's sold, and it was um, the dollar amount was higher than what I'm used to dealing with. And so with that being said, I'm going, what do I do with this money? And so the direction was is that let's look for a 1031 where you take that money and you invest it in another property that's more expensive than the one you sold. And therefore, there's this delay in tax ramifications. And it's not, it's not illegal. It's not something that's a scheme. I had someone I was explaining it to and they said, oh, that's a tax scheme. And it kind of annoyed me a little bit because I'm not into scheming. Um, I'm into looking at ways that I can be the best steward with with the money that God has given me. And, and that's the way I look at it. And so with that being said, um, this was a arena where I've heard about it, but I've never really experienced it firsthand. So I was dealing with larger numbers and I was dealing with a time crunch. I had 45 days to decide what I was going to do. And I had to get educated beyond educated. Like I felt like I was being fed with a fire hose and it was nonstop. And uh, I had to evaluate and I had to prioritize and I had to decide for myself what's the most important thing for me and what's the most important thing for God. And it just kept going and going and going. And I, lack of sleep, you know, it's not good to, to go without sleep. And I would wake up, like I said, with cold sweats. Why? Because, oh, I felt overwhelmed and I felt anxious and all the things that God says, you know, have peace, peace in your life, right? Be anxious for nothing. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's what God's telling us to do. And I had a friend who said, you know, I just don't see peace in you right now. And I'm like, yeah, if you were experiencing what I'm experiencing, I don't think that you would be experiencing peace either. But that's not, we don't have to go there because that's not the situation. So moving forward, and we're talking days, weeks, weeks, months, and uh, here I am. And um, 
the 45th day. You know, it's like, oh, we have time. We have time. Nope, we don't have any more time. And Friday hit, Good Friday hit. And then Saturday was my deadline, absolute deadline, where I had to make tough decisions on which way I wanted to go. Did I have all the answers? No. Did I know what I was doing? Not really. But I had to change my thought process to say, I don't know what I'm doing. I stopped saying that. I said, you know, I got to stop saying that because I need to know what I'm doing. So I can't, I got to quit saying, I don't know what I'm doing because I need to know what I'm doing. So I just took it to heart, took it to God. And I said, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord because I really want to do what he wants me to do. It's a gift that I feel he gave me and he, he's watching to see what I do under these circumstances. He's watching to see my pressure points. He's watching to see how I respond, how I react, what my priorities are and all of those things. He's watching me because there's something bigger coming. Did you hear that? Is that we're being prepared, right? And, and God's watching to see how we handle this situation because there's something else he wants from us. And there's a bigger assignment, and I've known this for a couple of years now, that God has a bigger assignment for me. But I wasn't ready. Before this situation, I wasn't ready to receive or to handle what he was going to give me or bring to me. And he wants to prepare his children, just like us as parents. Happy Mother's Day. But as parents... We need to prepare our children, train them up in the way they shall go, and they will not depart from it. Even if they depart for a little while, parents have faith, have hope. They will come back. And you know, whatever they remember as a child from Awanas or whatever, I, I've had to stand on this myself, is that I'm relying that those things that we built, those scriptures that we put, the experiences they've had at church and from people, from the church family, that those things are going to make a difference when they come up to these tough times and these big decisions, that they're going to know which way to go, hopefully. Because, you know, the day you give them the car keys, you no longer have control. The day you give the car keys, that's the day that you relinquish your control and you have to hand it over to God. I remember that day so well. How about you parents and grandparents? How about that? Yes, um, that was the day for sure. So all of this... To say this is that during this time, up until like all these hours, and I had to put everything else, including the radio show, I had to put on hold. I had to just totally put everything on hold because I had this huge, huge responsibility and I did not want to mess up. I just didn't want to mess up. I wanted to do his will. I wanted to do it right. And I had to stop saying that I don't know what I'm doing. I had to stop saying that. So for those of you that are saying Whatever you're saying, check yourself at the door. Check yourself and see what you're saying. What are you speaking over your children? What are you speaking over you? What are you speaking over your spouse? What are you speaking over your employees and your business? What is it that you are saying? Watch it because it's really, really serious stuff. And I'm not kidding. It is so serious. Take it serious. And if someone's saying something that's totally your, your heart starts pounding or your stomach gets sickening or you just have this knee-jerk reaction inside your brain, rebuke it. Just say, I'm not accepting that. That is not truth. In Jesus' precious name and say his name loud and with pride and happiness and joy because Jesus is the answer. I know this firsthand. I know it firsthand. Boy, do I know it. Anyway, so... Saturday happened. Well, Friday night happened and I, um, I kind of stayed home and I kind of just had to like, I really did. I took a bath. I had to just, 
I just had to calm down because there's no way. I'm so tired. And my, my brain felt like it was so big I wouldn't be able to walk through a door because there was so much information in his head. And I, I, I just was on overload. It was good stuff, though. Good stuff. I mean, I've never been such a fast student because I had to be. It was, it's amazing what you can do when you're pressured. It's amazing what you can do when you have a little time. But that Friday night, I had to rest because, you know, we have to take care of our bodies. I felt a little tickle in my throat. I'm thinking, uh-uh-uh, not now. I, I don't have time. I don't have time to be sick. I don't have time for that. So Saturday morning, I wake up, and I'm praying, and I'm just saying, God, I really need you to just guide me. And, you know, I need to hear from you. Now, during all this time, there were people, people of God, that other people would direct to me, and they would make a phone call. Now, these people had nothing to gain. Hear me out. They had nothing to gain to take time out of their busy schedule to help me. And they're, they're, I'm going to always remember these people. Because being in a position of leadership and being in a position where you're making decisions and you're problem solving and you're trying to make this world a better place and trying to help, you know, do the best for your employees and for your children and your grandchildren and anybody else you come in contact with. Okay, I'm being vulnerable now. I'm that person, and I'm sure probably you are too. But there's a lot on the plate, right? And uh, you're going to let someone down along the way. You're just you're going to let people down because there's just only so much that can go around. There's so much you can give. And I have a hard time asking for help. Is that a fault? Maybe, because the joy's in the giving. But I have a hard time asking for help. But I felt like I was drowning. I felt... I didn't know what I was doing. So I needed to be around people that didn't know what they were doing and people that are in this, in this world. I, you know, I'm good in my world. They're good in their world. So now I need to ask. I need these people to help me. And so I reached out, and my friends who are resourceful reached out. And I think third layer deep, I had an amazing group of people that came alongside me. And I know they were praying for me. But also they gave me resources and phone numbers and people that I could talk to that gave me a comfort and a peace to know that my gut, that I, my gut was right. And then I was, I, ne- I did need to listen to my gut. I did. And I'm hoping this is helpful for you because I'm sure there's listeners out there that are leaders or uh, in charge of things. And it's very difficult, isn't it, to ask for help. But, you know, I have to tell you, uh, there's, there's being successful and being financially um, successful, but there's also wealthy, and wealthy comes from relationships and friendships, and I have to say that I am a very wealthy, wealthy person because of the relationships that are now uh, being so exposed and so available to me that I feel so blessed and so fortunate And what came to me, the Lord gave me this story that I had heard, I don't even know how long ago, and I'm going to share it with you right now. Are you ready? I don't know how much time I have. You're listening to the Sue Free Show, Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. You can go there to the website and you can... um, You can research, you can listen to podcasts. There's 13 years of podcasts, different subject matters that can help you. 
Um, thank you for this radio station is being, it's syndicated. This show is syndicated and it goes to San Diego, Orange County, LA, Ventura, all the way up the coast. And on the internet, it goes to France. It goes to Germany. It goes all over the place. And it's so wonderful to hear from you. Please connect with me. Would you by going to Sue free spelt like fries, one word.com go there and, um, connect with me because I, nobody reads it, but me. You might have a prayer request. You might have a story that, or you want to be on the show, any one of those things. I'm, I'm open, okay? So I'm hoping I have enough time to share this story. So here's the story. The drowning man, a fellow was stuck on his rooftop in a flood. He was praying to God for help. Soon a man in a rowboat came by, and the fellow shouted to the man on the roof, Jump in, I can save you. The stranded fellow shouted back, No, it's okay. I'm praying to God, and he's going to save me. So the rowboat went on. Then a motorboat came by. The fellow in the motorboat shouted, jump in. I can save you. See, this guy's on top of a roof. The flood is getting higher and higher. And, and, and the man said to the stranded man said, no, thanks. I'm praying to God and he's going to save me. I have faith. So t- to the motorboat went on. Then a helicopter came by and the pilot shouted down, grab this rope and I will lift you to safety. To this, the stranded man again replied, No thanks, I'm praying to God and he's going to save me. I have faith. So the helicopter reluctantly flew away. Soon the water rose above the rooftop and the man drowned. He went to heaven. He finally got his chance to discuss this whole situation with God, at which point he explained, I had faith in you, but you didn't save me. You let me drown. I don't understand why. This Christian joke is actually more profound than some may realize. Sometimes what we may be asking for or have been praying for might just be right in front of us. We may just not be looking through the right glasses. We may not be still enough and listening well enough. We as believers pray for many things. However, are we looking through the eyes of Jesus for what we may already have or that he is seeking to give to us? But we are looking through too darkened of a glass. Are we judging or vetting situations, circumstances, or people through our past? Are we first realizing how blessed we are today or at the moment? Did God send that special someone into our lives? And may it be possible that we have been so hurt from our past that we were not open enough to see it and experience it. To use our spiritual gifts to discern enough to invest our whole hearts into the possibilities, or did we vet this person through the pains and heartaches of our past? We are filled with fear and doubt as not to take that new job, go on that missions trip, take that exciting risk for the potential of a substantial gain, or support that ministry because we did not believe we had the time, talents, or treasure to do so. Jesus may be answering our prayers, but we may not be still enough, open enough, prayed up enough, or brave enough to see or realize it. He may have already blessed us with what we are asking for, but we may have been too busy or closed up to realize it. Just a thought and perspective to consider on this Sunday. So what now? What do we do? The Bible speaks about us looking through a clouded glass. That's God's ways are not our ways. That God works in mysterious ways. He also asks us to be still and listen and to know he 
is God, that he does not have plans to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. He also says to be grateful and be in prayer in Thanksgiving on a regular basis, in addition to fear not, which is mentioned in the Bible 365 times, in which I believe it is for each day of our lives in a given year. I encourage us as believers to listen for the Holy Spirit and be open to the possibilities of what God has in store for us. Do not hold onto bitterness or our past and certainly not vet everyone through failed relationships of the past to where we do not see all the good in the person of today or the future. To not let failures of the past, whether in business, relationships, finance, cast in dark shadow on the possibilities of today and the future. What you may be looking for, seeking, and desire for the good may very well be right in front of you or just around the corner. Remember these verses. Seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, Matthew 6.33. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, that's one I stand on. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand, his right hand. Let go of your concerns, then you will know that I am God. I rule the nations. I rule the earth, Psalm forty six ten. Don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. If your child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If he asks for fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. So don't you think the God who conceived you in love will be even better. Matt 7, 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Oh my goodness, have a blessed day. This is so great, isn't it? It's really great. I love that story. I had forgot that he died. I thought that that um, he talked to God right when he was on the roof. So I didn't realize he died and went to heaven and then talked to God. So that's news to me. And I, I asked my assistant to find the story. I didn't know where it was. She found it. And what a great story. And, it, and you know why this, it reminds me of this, is the Lord was telling me that he sent me people. He sent me resources. He sent me, and I was cutting it off because I was waiting for God to, to talk to me and tell me what to do. So we will be back with more of the Sue Free Show. And thank you for listening to part one be a blessing and we'll see you after the break have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home warmer weather means it's mating season What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. 
New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. I'm so thankful to be part of the Ecola team. And listen, if you're looking for a new career, Ecola is hiring. We have six offices, soon to be seven, uh, located in San Diego. Thank you, San Diegans, for listening. For, uh, well, KKLA, LA and Orange County, it would be Mission Hills, uh, Fontana. We have an office there. We're opening up. Possibly in Murrieta, and we're looking in Palmdale. So those are two potentials that are coming up. Also, we have an office in Oxnard. Been there a long time, and we love our Venturians over there. And then we have an office in Orchid, which is next to Santa Maria, up along, you know, going up the coast, Pismo Beach. And, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful up there. So welcome, welcome, welcome for being part of the this show, and, and thank you for listening, and I'd love to hear from you. So um, Sue Freeze, felt like fries when we're dot com. And we're going to get right into um, our message for today. And, um, you know, Easter is, is behind us now, and now it's Mother's Day is coming up. And I love Mother's Day. I really do. My son actually came in and said, Hey, mom, you want some, you want some uh, lunch today? And I said, Gosh, yes, it was so nice of him to think of me. You know, I love having lunch. Uh, anyway, so that was really nice. So, um, being a parent is a wonderful thing, and I know parents out there, um, you know, it just is like, is this ever going to get easier? Is this ever going to, you know, are they ever going to grow up? And then they grow up, and you're going, what happened? That was like a blink of an eye, and there they are graduating high school and graduating college, and oh my goodness, where did the time go? And I just look back on on my motherhood and how much I loved every every second, but man, was I tired, and I remember how tired I was. And now my daughter has two granddaughters, and they're both in diapers, and it's a lot, and she's talking about, you know, having twins next time, which that would be great. I would like it. Um, but, you know, being a grandparent is totally different, which those of you that are grandparents, you know what I'm talking about. And I've always heard that as a mother. I thought, oh, you know, grandparents always talk about how wonderful it is to be a grandparent, and now I am one, so now I understand exactly 
what they're talking about. Uh, it's just the most beautiful, most beautiful thing. And it's really cute. The cutest part for me is, is when my daughter sees me interacting with her children or her daughter, her one daughter and now two daughters. And she says, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you do that. But I do that with them all the time. And I'm like, wow, imagine that. You know, it's really kind of funny. But, um, you know, it's like we don't realize how much we teach our children, both subconsciously and consciously. And so parents, beware. Beware what you're speaking. Beware about your actions and, and understand they're always watching. They don't miss much. They really, truly don't. And uh, we want to train them up, and they, we want to be by, lead by example. We don't want to just tell them what to do. We want to show them what to do in any given situation. So that's my little tidbit on motherhood and parenthood and, and grandmotherhood. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to read from you from Jesus is Calling from Sarah Young. Um, this book was given to me, and what a gift it is, and I'll always remember that. So thank you, Catherine, for the gift. Uh, I love you regardless of how well you are performing. This is the Lord talking to you. Are you ready? This is Jesus talking to you. I love you regardless of how well you are performing. Sometimes you feel uneasy, wondering if you are doing enough to be worthy of my love. No matter how exemplary your behavior, the answer to that question will always be no. Your performance and my love are totally different issues which you need to sort out. I love you with an everlasting love that flows out from eternity without limits or conditions. I have clothed you in my robe of righteousness, and this is an eternal transaction. Nothing and no one can reverse it. Therefore, your accomplishment as a Christian has no bearing on my love for you. Even your ability to assess how well you are doing on a given day is flawed. You're limited human perspective, and the condition of your body with its mercurial variations distort your evaluations. Bring your performance anxiety to me and receive in its place my unfailing love. Try to stay conscious of my loving presence with you in all that you do, and I will direct your steps. Oh, boy, part one of this show was exactly about that, to try to stay conscious of my loving presence, just keeping his presence there, knowing that he's there, and in all that we do, you know, it says pray without ceasing, right? And it doesn't mean that we have to be speaking out loud, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. It doesn't mean that. It just means that, you know, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for that person. Oh, my goodness, Lord, I'm just so thankful for what you've given me. Um, you know, it's amazing what happens when we change our um, fears to thankfulness, when we change our fears to gratefulness. Um, it's amazing how it switches that little I don't even know what you call it in our hearts and our minds. Um, it just is something that changes. It, it changes something in the spirit, but it changes something in, internally inside of us. Try it. Just try it. When you get fearful, when something is looking very gloom and doom, think about the things that make you happy. Think about the things that you're so thankful for, because sometimes we take those things for granted. I, I know that more than ever because of COVID. It's like we take for granted that we don't have to wear a mask or do have to wear a mask. We take for granted that we can go into an airplane without wearing a mask. We take for granted the smiles that we see as we walk down the aisle, that as we walk down the hallway, and you see those smiles. I missed seeing people's faces. I miss seeing people's smiles. I don't know about you, but I missed it a lot. And it changed, personally, it changed my personality. I wasn't as friendly. I wasn't as friendly. I mean, I just wasn't as social. I'd get on an airplane and not talk to the person sitting right next to me for four hours and didn't even talk to him because I hated talking through my mask. So it's pretty amazing how it, something that like that can, can really just change everything. 
So here's some scriptures for you, and I love scriptures. Scriptures, there's so much power in them. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. That's Jeremiah. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Isaiah 61. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Psalm 107. Isn't that good? I love it. So on this, well, I I was traveling, okay, because I was looking at properties in different states. I went to, well, one was in Reno Valley, which wasn't a different state. And then I went to Ohio, and I actually met up with my cousin, Tammy, who I haven't seen since her daughter was married, which was, I don't know, three, four, maybe even five years ago, four years for sure. And so I said, I'm going to be in Ohio. I said, can we meet? And she goes, well, where are you? And I said, where are you? And, you know, so she came to me, and we spent three hours in a uh, restaurant told them up front we were going to sit on these you know these seats for three hours and they were so kind and man I never drank so much iced tea in all my life she kept filling my glass which was wonderful but that was nice and then I had to go to Chicago not as fun but I went there and I checked out you know the properties there that I was looking at and then there was some other places I went I'd been to Sarasota and Florida and and just you know I was just traveling around and uh, the airport and getting a rent a car and getting a hotel and then returning the rent a car, making sure it was full of gas. And, you know, just, oh my goodness. I had three different suitcases at my house. I didn't, uh, you know, take everything out because I didn't have time before I had to get on another plane. So I just got another suitcase, which is funny, but I'd grab another suitcase and fill it with clothes and, and off I went again. So, and I tried to save money by going from place to place instead of, you know, coming back home and then going again. I just went boom, boom, boom from one place to the other. It was exhausting, I have to tell you, but that's one more thing. On part one, I talked about my adventures and and, uh, how God intervened in in all of it and what I learned, the lessons I've learned. And and so I just just want to say that that it's pretty amazing. Um, God takes you through times, trying times, and presses us beyond measure, you know, and we're, we're here to run the race to what? Win the prize. Well, what's your prize? What prize are you trying to win? Okay, I want to glorify God in, in, in all that I do. I want to glorify God. And that's that's big to say on radio, but it's true. I do. I want I want to be I want to be faithful. I want to be, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to hear that when I get to heaven. What do you want to hear? Uh, that's up to you. And decisions, whatever you've done in your past is your past. Just understand that. And God loves you regardless. He loves you. His grace is sufficient for you and for me. Thank God for that. And he's not done with me yet. Thank God for that. And he's not done with you either. And I love that. I love that he's not done. It's a journey, okay? We have not arrived. And it's a journey. So we're learning and we're growing and we're going to be better, hopefully, today than we were yesterday. And hopefully tomorrow we'll be better than we are today. And that's a good thing, isn't it? I think it is. Anyway, so... I didn't want to take a big book because I I um, I, I I like reading, but um, yeah, I like smaller books. I for some reason I just find it better, and I just I marked this thing up like crazy. This book was a book I got in Hawaii last year. Um, I I go to a conference in Hawaii. It's uh, an increased conference, and it's really helped me a lot. Understand quite a bit about being a good steward with what God gives us. You know, um, we work hard for our money, don't we? We work really hard for our money. And it's really important that we're using it for his glory. Uh, I think that's important. So 
anyway, I got this book. Uh, this man was up on this, this stage, and he was talking about this book. And it's so neat because it's called Uncommon. You know, people say, well, that's not common or that's not normal. I can remember my son one day. He's ADD. And uh, he said to me, I go, I said to this, I'm going to be honest. I said this to him. I said, Tyson, why can't you just be normal? He, he looks at me with the cutest little brown eyes. And he says to me, and I, I don't remember his age, probably four, maybe five. And he goes, Mom. I said, yes. He goes, what's normal? And I'll never forget that question. I'll never forget that moment in time. Because I thought about that and I started laughing. And I said, I have no idea, Tyson, what normal is. And I thought that was really a discovery for both of us, that what is normal? And people say, you know, well, that's not the normal thing or that's not the common thing to do. And in this real estate transaction, I had that stated to me quite a few times. And I said to the person that I was dealing with, I said, do I seem normal and do I seem common to you? Because I'm not. I'm not normal. And I'm not common. I do things different, but I kind of like how things have turned out so far. So I think I'm going to continue down my path. So you can join on with me or, or not. Um, but I'm not, I'm not common. I want to be uncommon. I want people to, to notice that I'm uncommon and that I'm not normal, whatever that means. So this book is called Uncommon. I'm showing the people that are on live with me right now the book. And it shows an elephant with zebra stripes, which I think is so funny. And so, right, you know, it's uncommon. You, how often have we seen an elephant with zebra stripes? I haven't until now. Anyway, so I'm going to read this because I think it's really good. Um, it's a man, and he was, he was talking to a high school guy that he knew in high school that, you know, they, you know how you remember people from high school and how they were back then. And then he sees this guy a long time later, and he says, I finally got up the nerve to ask him about it. And what he's talking about is the guy's not the same guy. He's totally changed, you know, and the guy that he remembered in high school is not the same guy that he's seen in front of him now. So he finally had the nerve to ask him. He says, man, what happened to you? Why are you so different? I questioned is, is him. And the gentleman asked, answered, and he says, it's simple, man. He replied, I went into the camp a civilian and I came out a Marine. Okay. When my friend made himself available to a new environment and to new instruction, it changed him completely. It made him capable and ultimately extremely useful to the United States Marine Corps. I hope you're getting where this, this is going, okay? It can be the same for us. When we make ourselves available to God, he makes us. He makes us capable for useful kingdom service in this life. He makes us. We don't make us. He makes us. We just have to be open to it. We are called to be soldiers in God's army. To do so, we have to go through spiritual boot camp so to speak. We need to make ourselves, well, this is if you want it. You don't have to do anything but except for die someday and hopefully pay taxes and breathe. Um, but, you know, I mean, you do have to do those things. Um, but I'm just reading what he's saying here. We have to go through spiritual boot camp, so to speak. We need to make ourselves available in, to his training and leadership so that he can make us capable and ready to be useful on the front lines of the kingdom. When we choose to live uncommonly available, he will do uncommon things through our lives to advance his kingdom. Let's go back to the calling of the first disciples. Now, some of you might know the story. Some of you might not. So, um, seatbelt in. In Matthew 14, our story starts with Jesus walking up to some fishermen on the job. Yet in those, in those men, Jesus saw more than fishermen. He saw a kingdom greatness that he knew they didn't see in themselves. He called out to them 
If you come and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. In that moment, those fishermen had a choice, and they chose to make themselves available. They decided to lay down their nets, to leave behind the stability of the only life they had ever known, and follow Jesus. And we all know what happened from there, or do we? That availability is what Jesus desires from us. We may not see anything special about our lives, but he does. And he wants to draw it out to make us capable and useful for his work still. The, joy, the choice is ours. See, Jesus gave us freedom of choice. We have the freedom to choose or not. Will we leave behind the familiarity and comfort of the past Will we open ourselves up to the beautiful uncertainty that comes with walking with Christ? If we wake up every morning and surrender our lives over to God, he will use us. Sure, he may wreck some of our plans, but we'll be glad that he did. In, in uh, part one of this show, um, I was talking about that I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I kept saying that, and I realized that I had to stop saying that. Because God knew what he was doing. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, okay. The reality was, is I was out of my element, but God knew what he was doing. It's important to realize that the disciples weren't qualified when Jesus called them, and they were well aware of it. In reading the scripture, we find them having bouts with insecurity, just like I do. And if I'm guessing, just like you do too. Yet, here's the beautiful truth. God wouldn't call us to a job or position if he hadn't already deposited his limitless kingdom resources within us to ensure we succeed. Isn't that beautiful? Like the disciples, all we have to do is make ourselves available and he will grace us with the courage, strength, and skill to accomplish his purpose. If God could use a group of misfit fishermen zealots and tax collectors over 2,000 years ago, he can and will use us today. It doesn't matter what our present situations are. He will deliver us out of our messes and make our lives a message, I love that, of his faithfulness. So let's get practical day to day. What does it look like to live available? What does God look for that indicates we are ready to be used? I believe there are three major things we must offer up on a daily basis. Are you ready for the three things? Our time, our talent, and our treasure. Time represents our focus, what we spend our days doing. Talent represents our gifting, the natural skills and abilities God has graced us with. And treasure represents what we've been entrusted with, our resources that are in our hands. When we choose to make these constantly available to God, he will interrupt our plans with his that are far greater than our own. Being around is not enough. Since we are discussing what availability is, let's also talk about what it is not. A common misconception is that being available is the same as being around. In fact, there is a stark difference between the two. Let's look at the story of the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 6, 1 through 9, he overhears God speaking to his angels as he's looking out over the earth. Out of compassion for his people, God asks, Whom shall I send to declare my truth? Who will go for us? Since Isaiah was in tune with the Spirit of God, he recognized that this was his moment. He made the decision to make himself available, calling out, Lord, here I am. Send me. Or to use a sports metaphor, he called, Coach, pick me, pick me. Just like a fourth grader on a football field, Isaiah didn't raise his hand to ask what qualification or prior experience was needed. He just said he would go. 
That's the difference between being around and being available. You know, there's, I heard a, a pastor just say yesterday, I was listening to a, a sermon and he was talking about being able and being available. So a lot of us have talent and we're able, but are we available? And I loved that because we have to be available. When you're around, people might, might notice you and ask you to do something. But when you're available and in tune, you ask them. After that encounter, God sent Isaiah to his people and filled his mouth with words to say he made him capable and ultimately incredibly useful to his generation. You're listening to the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I would love to hear from you. Okay, I've been on the air for 13 years now, syndicated, and I really want to hear from you. So I really would love it if you would connect with me and you would just go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and connect with me. And I'd love to hear from you. I'm the only one that reads them. It just goes to me. And so you can get you can get personal and be vulnerable with me. Um, and I'll respond back. Okay? So I just wanted to give that out to you. You know, we, we are here together and uh we're we're in this journey and and we're here to support one another. And this show is about that. It's about connecting, it's about the pursuit of of passion, purpose, and connection. And so my purpose is um to do just that. I want to help people understand that they are beautifully and wonderfully made and that, you know, there are lies out there and we don't have to listen to them. And we need to understand that we have a purpose on this earth and that God wants to uh, help you uh, make that purpose become reality. And there's nothing more, I don't know, uh, rewarding than to know that you're walking in the purpose that God created you for. There is nothing that can bring you more peace and more comfort to know that you're in his will and that you're, you're, you found your reason, your reason for being. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. So I, I, I want that for you. And God, obviously, he created you for it. So he wants that for you too. But he gave us freedom of choice. Why? Because he wants you to want it. He wants you to desire it. It's just like I had to make a decision on what I was going to do with this money. That was a gift. Was I going to go for personal? Was I going to get something really lovely and big and, you know, all that? Or am I going to do something that's going to enhance and, and build? And I, I um, you know, I had the decision to make. I'm losing my, ear, my headset. <laughs> okay. I want to encourage you to look deep into your heart for the answer. It's easy to say I'm available. I've been available for God to use me for a long time. However, being around the people and things of God is not the same as being available to God. When you truly make yourself available, you'll know it. God's response will leave no uncertainty in your heart. You know, it's so funny that I'm, um, I got to fix my headset there. Um, It's funny because. My son, uh, we we, uh, hire people and we tell people, you know, one of my pet peeves is I don't want you to clock in and stand around waiting for someone to tell you what to do. I want you to look for opportunities to serve, to help, you know, just be a helper, help those. Okay. So if you, if you're standing outside waiting for the guy to do whatever he's doing, you know, is there trash that you could empty? Is there something you could do to be of help? Don't just stand around chit-chatting. Find something to do. Make yourself useful. Is that is that a negative? No, it's not. It's just that I want to make sure that everybody understands we're here for a job. We're here to do the job, and we're here to take care of our customers and take care of each other and take care of E. Cola, take care of our company. And so we're, we're, we're called to do all of those things, and so that's what we're, we're looking for. So a big frustrating thing for, for us is, is to see people just standing around because that makes a burden for, you know, the burden can be light if everybody does their share. 
right? I mean, that's the case. Is If everybody does their share, see, God gave us all a purpose. He gave us gifts. But I find in church, a lot of the times, there's those that are available. They raise their hands, say, you know, pick me, pick me, pick me. And they get overwhelmed. There's too much to do. And this happens in work, too, is there's too much to do for those that want to do it. And the others are just, ah, you know, not raising their hand. They're not available. They're not. They might have the ability, but they're not available. So um, where are you on that? Okay. Could you raise your hand more and say, hey, how can I be used? Or, you know, not even ask the question. Just look for a need and fill it. Look for the need and fill it. Look around the room. You know, just open your eyes. God gave you two eyes, gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Okay. So so the best thing for us to do is look around and say, how can I be of use today? How can I be helpful today? What can I do to bring joy to the people that I come in contact with? What can I do to encourage them, inspire them? How wonderful is that? You know, we have a purpose in that, right? Isn't that a purpose right there? To share God's love with other people. Is that a purpose? Absolutely, it is. But I just saw somebody that's in bed and they haven't got out of bed and they don't have any desire to get out of bed. And I will just say to you that sometimes the the simplest of motion can create a different reaction. And so I would suggest to you, if you're having trouble getting out of bed, God sees your pain. God sees you. And he hears your voice. He hears your cry. And what he's going to say to you is that, you know, get out of bed. Get out of bed and go take a shower. Get out of bed and just... Rinse off all of this, whatever, whatever it is. Just rinse it off and wash yourself clean. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you, and God hears and sees you. God bless you. Bye-bye for now. (sighs) It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every other month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.